Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Janet Namaste, and I'm here to help you awaken your hidden talents and gifts that you're destined to share with the world. So whether you're brand new to meditation, healing, regression, or well into your spiritual journey, this podcast will bring you the clarity that your heart has been seeking. You will hear beautiful and powerful stories from world-renowned healers and global change makers that will inspire you as you journey through your destined path. Join me as we dive in together. Hello, beautiful ones, and welcome back to another episode of Janet Namaste, the podcast. And today I have the privilege and honor of speaking with someone whom I admire so much and know with certainty that her presence will radiate and bring so much aspiration to your hearts. So not only does this woman radiate pure divine light just by her beingness on this planet Earth, she truly helps elevate human consciousness by sharing her divine gifts. Her beautiful name is Mariama Kamara, and she and I met back in the fall of 2018. It was a cold New York City day, and I attended a United Nations event for young leaders. It was called Girls Rule, and it was this inspirational event with five women speaking, and she was one of the speakers. It was about leadership and of sharing um, their goals and objectives and their life contributions for other young leaders in the world and, and for these young students. And they were representing, they were all from different countries and speaking about their contributions of never to give up on their dreams and their contributions that they gave globally by just dreaming about something and bringing it into sustenance, into reality. And she was one of those speakers that were on that stage that radiated this like glow, this divine, divine shining light. And I'll never forget, I was, um, we actually locked eyes when we were in the security aspect, like of, it was prior to entering the United Nations, there's this huge security protocol that you have to go through. So here I am in the security building. I was giving my identification to a federal officer and I just felt this amazing, amazing light to the right of me. And it was so bright. And, you know, like as an empath, as a clairsentient, we feel things. And I didn't notice her right away. I just felt her right away. And I turn around and I see this gorgeous African woman with this big hair and this red flower in her hair. And just she was one of the most radiant human beings that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> She's absolutely gorgeous back then and even more so today. And she was there with her mom and with her sister and just really amazing, amazing women and they were dressed in this gorgeous African clothing that apparently it was Mariama's um, clothing line. Who knew? And we just locked eyes and it was just like instant connection. It was like, hey, soul sister, where have you been? <laughs> so here we are now in the United Nations sitting there in the audience and up on the panel is Mariama amongst four other incredible women leaders. And one of my students asked a question about when you're faced with life challenges and you have these aspirations, what do you do? 
And I'll never forget the way that Mariama answered the question. And it was just so, so poignant, you know, so amazing. And she spoke about the challenges that she faced in her life and that she is surprised how much that she's accomplished despite others like of wanting to knock her down and despite of others of closing the doors that no matter what, just keep on aspiring and inspiring for whatever your heart desires. And she spoke about how she, when she came to the United States and she just walked by the United Nations and she's like, wow, I would love to be a speaker there one day. And now she has this incredible opportunity and she's embracing the uniqueness. Like it's not something where she feels that someone's looking through her with a magnifying glass. Like, who is she? Like, you know, what's up with her hair? What is this beautiful flower she wears? Like, you know, this is, she knew that she was always different, but different is good. You know, different is very good. And what I loved the way that she explained it to the audience is there's nothing wrong with you from being unique and embracing who you are, you know, and she refused to change her hair. She refused to change who she was. And she continued day after day to go after her goals, no matter how many doors were closed, you know, no matter how many times that she struggled, she truly just kept on with it. And until one day, in 2012, when an amazing woman gave her an opportunity, which is Tori Birch, and she explains how important, if you have a dream, you keep on going, you know, for it, that you will get a mentor one day, just ask, you know, no matter what you do, keep on going for it. And it's so important because she's so grateful to Tori Birch for giving her the opportunity in 2012, and she created a collaboration between her organization, which is called There's No Limit Foundation. And then they were able to give this product to the first lady, Michelle Obama at the time, who really was, you know, presenting the beautiful work of the African women in Guinea that were doing these textiles that Mariama was producing. It was just so beautiful. And I love how she spoke about women at times are judged and, you know, we are more than our thoughts. We're more than just what people think we are and to never, ever stop believing in your dreams. So on a professional standpoint, her bio is that she is the founder and creative designer of a New York City-based sustainable fashion brand, which is Mariama Fashion Production. It's the leading African handmade textiles and accessory company. She's also the co-founder of There Is No Limit Foundation. It's an international nonprofit organization. It promotes women's entrepreneurship, education, health, sanitation, advocacy. It's amazing. She's an entrepreneur. She's a humanitarian and Mariama was born in the Republic of Guinea in West Africa, and she is one of the most influential African women in philanthropy, fashion, entrepreneurship. And her story is actually showcased in Dream Girl, the film. She's one of the five inspiring female entrepreneurs there, where is it was screened worldwide, and her name, her face. It has been seen globally in magazines and television around the world, in Vogue and Cosmopolitan Magazine and New York Magazine, the Wall Street Journal, Forbes Africa, Forbes Women. I mean, the list goes on and on. She's unbelievable. And 
Without further ado, may I present the wonderful, amazing, and inspirational Mariama Kamara. All right. So Mariama, how did you actually align with your life purpose? How did you know, like, this is what I was meant to be doing? I think that's something that comes uh, really naturally. It's not like I wake up one day and I was like, okay, that's it. This is what I want to do. I felt, I, I felt a lot of, uh, you know, it's not like a pressure, but I feel like something was speaking, like uh, my intuition. My intuition was always like a, guiding me to a specific things. Um, and what I meant by that, uh, for example, before I started my first uh, company, There Is No Limit Foundation, I used to work for Mark Cosmetic and people used to come there and say, you don't belong here, you don't belong here. And it was more than one person that was telling me that. And for me, that was a message that God was really sending me. And at the same time, while people was telling me that, I was also feeling like something was off. I, I, I felt that that wasn't my place anymore. So for me, that's really how everything began. Because when, when, it, when that started to happen, that I was like, so what is next? Why I don't feel comfortable in this specific place anymore? Why I feel like this is not my space and why people keep on telling me the same thing. So right there for me, I was like, I have to search. I need to go find really what I love to do and to figure this out. And for me then, of course, it was about... Uh, empowering others it was about uh, investing in women it was no longer about money you know because like they said when you really love something money comes later but to me it was the passion and this passion was guiding me toward women and girls empowerment so for me i knew i started to discover that this is really what makes me happy because how do you align how do you figure this out is how how you feel inside if you are somewhere and you're doing something, you can tell right away if this is something that you like, then your soul will light up, you will feel good. But then if it's not something that you like, then you will also feel like a pressure that you won't feel happy. And did you, did you grow up in an environment where they were empowering women? You know, tell us a little bit about your, your childhood, you know, that this is your passion of empowering other girls and women. Were you empowered by your parents? and the community? Well, me specifically, I mean, I come from both educated parents. So uh, even though my community, my continent, we are still fighting to get women to specific places, I think uh, compared to when I was growing up to now, things have changed drastically. But of course, back then, the woman that was around me wasn't as, as empowered as I am today, but for example, my mom was an entrepreneur. That's also That's rare. Yeah. sort of empowerment. But, uh, and then also, of course, the other women around Africa was also entrepreneurs because if you look around in Africa, most people are entrepreneurs. Like they sell their own products, they're trying to make their own money. But for me, that's not the only meaning of empowerment. It could be a meaning of empowerment in certain countries, but uh, for me, being empowered is more than that. Being empowered is also having a voice. Being empowered also means that you can make the decision for yourself. And that's something that I didn't see growing up. And that's something I wanted to change. And I think it's still going till today. 
Yeah, it was almost as if you felt that there wasn't any choice, right? Like what choice? It's unbelievable. So how did you end up in the United States? Well, very interesting question. Uh, vacation. I came from vacation. I think I really ended up in the United States by by accident, honestly, because I uh, I came to visit my sister, who was a fashion model, and she had the twins' uh, babies. I came to visit, and then, well, I found love, or love found me. <laughs> then, you know, I, you know, we fell in love, and then we... We got married. We, we couldn't live uh, without each other then. And how old were you when you got married? I was very young. I don't like to tell the age now. I was probably like 17, 18, like in America. Wow, wow, wow. But you see, it's like there's nothing chance. You know, you came to, you came to the U.S. and... It, you know, got inspired and then, you know, let us know like how your career began in the U.S. You were mentioning about makeup, that you were dabbling in, in makeup artistry and everything like that. But you were such a, you know, you, wherever you go, you bring so much, like so much inspiration, so much color, so much music. Like you're, you, what I look, when I look at you, it's like, um, you are a creative muse, you know, of, a, of aspiration, of inspiration. Like when we first met at the United Nations, you know, I don't know, three or four years ago, I don't even remember how many years ago that was. But it's like, how did you go from, you know, finding, you, you get married, you fall in love, you're now in the United States, you're a teenager, you know, you're a teenager, you're, you just went to visit your sister, and now you're in this foreign country, how did you go from that wake-up call of saying there's something greater? Like, how did you know it was your intuition that was speaking to you? That is, so, that is such a great question because um, there is something that, um, like, there is a, when people, for example, when I, right now I'm in Africa and people always ask me, like, okay, where did you grow up? Like, and some people feel like, uh, like, when I'm in America, they feel like, I grew up in Africa, but when I'm in Africa, they feel like I grew up in America. So it's always like this little battle because when you're 17 or 18, but for me, that's really where your life is beginning. So for me, yes, I was uh, in Africa till then, but I felt like half of my life is in the United States. And how do I started my career? I started my career as a fashion model because my sister was already in the industry. And then because I am an Aquarius and a very curious woman, and I'm not the type of woman who will not try something that can't get in my head. I just wanted to be free and to go for what I love. And then, so after modeling, I really uh, loved uh, makeup. I, back then I saw myself as a very popular makeup artist, I, you know, younger dreams. I was like, okay, I want to be like all these celebrity makeup artists, etc. So I went and took some courses and stuff. And then, then my dream, was to work for MAC Cosmetic. You know, it was my dream uh, brand to work for. I used to go to the counter and then dream and like look at all these people with the cool makeup and then ask for a job and I end up working for MAC Cosmetic. So I think that's where I, 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 you know, I started doing makeup, doing something that I love. And then that's exactly where people start to tell me you don't belong here, you don't belong here. So it mm. becomes very confusing for me because it's like almost like I'm starting a new life 
and I'm into this, and I thought like this is it, and now everybody's telling me this is not it. You 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 deserve more than that, and then this voice, this intuition also started to tell me you deserve more than that. This is no longer your place. But that is something good, you know, and it's something that I really embrace today, and then I love it because I feel like uh, um, throughout our life journey we have like a different section, you know, a section of naivety, a section when you become smarter, a section, a section where you know that you no longer need to be in an abusive relationship or you no longer have to be in specific places, but you do need to go through those experiences in order for you to be uh, smarter, clever, and to do better. Definitely. No, that is, that is the truth. But it's like, it's interesting, like unless, unless you have some support Sometimes people stay in these relationships where they think like this is the only way out. They didn't. They don't realize that they have a choice. Like even like you were saying in your childhood in Africa, that some of these women they don't realize that there's a, there's a choice that they have because it's this pattern that keeps on repeating and repeating, repeating. But it seems that you come from a family that is you know of about women's empowerment and about speaking your voice. But sometimes, you know, people fear that. And that's what I admire most about you. Like when we, when you called me up and you had this vision of Raw Real Talks and it's like, we are the, it's not that we are the voice of other women, but we're, we're voicing the truth and having other women let us know what, what their struggle struggles are, their tribulations are. Because when people look at someone like you, they're like, wow, I mean, she has it all figured out. You know, it's like, you get your stuff done. It's like what I love about you most is like you have a dream and you pursue it. You chisel away, you know, little by little by little by little, but you don't see just one way. I love, and maybe that's the Aquarius in you. You see like, like it goes wide. Like you, you see the left and the right. And then it just like, it's endless. I feel like with you, like it's eternal of how much, you know, you, you, can, can see and envision. So I love how your inspiration and your vision with Raw Real Talks, and I'd love to speak a little bit more about that, of how that, like, how, how that was born inside of you. Because even though you don't have physical children yet, you have given birth so many times to brand new babies of, of businesses, of inspiration. You have healed and nurtured thousands of women and children and even young men worldwide this is the matriarch archetype like this is this is who you are so when we spoke maybe a year and a half ago and you had this beautiful you're like that's it i'm pregnant again with this baby with raw real talks and this is it so how did that come about First of all, i think i would like to go back a little bit to when we were mentioning women of africa and this yeah is things figure out or they didn't have a choice. I would say that uh, it's not that they didn't have a choice or they have a choice. I think what it, what it was, what it is, because it's still happening, is that this is it's almost something cultural, right? So yeah. for example, I'm coming from the Republic of Guinea. It's very often to see men beating women, you know? And then it has become a way that some women, they have really become like, they really like to be beaten. I think they, they, it's not that they enjoy it, but they expect it, right? So 
And that's something that need to be, they need to be educated about it. We need to talk about it. We have to actually let them know that this is not okay. So it's not that they don't have a choice and opportunity. It is part of a, their lifestyle. And, and then today is changing because there is so many campaign about ending violence against women. Even my our NGO, There Is No Limit Foundation, we have been you know, out there for the past 14 years, you know, advocating for women and girls' rights. I think that's, and also with technology today, they don't have to stay in their own corner, but they can see the world they, on Instagram and all this stuff. They see campaign, they see Instagram ads. So now they understand that they also have a right uh, to be free, right to live peacefully, and also the right to divorce if they didn't feel okay in a relationship. So yes, uh, I think to answer your next question, where you said that, uh, uh, I love to do things and then I see life brother. I yes. think that's something that uh, has always been in me, you know. I, I never thought small. I, I'm not the type of person who would just go like, okay, I'm going to start a candy shop. It would be like my neighborhood. If I'm selling a candy shop, I'm selling a candy shop for the world. I don't think that small. And it's very fascinating to me because sometimes I even surprise myself because I also challenge myself to see how far I can go, how far my brain can go. And that is exactly why um, giving birth to raw real talks, <laughs> like you call them my Your babies. babies for now, is that for me, it was very good because I normally when I start companies, I start one at a time, but this time I started two at a time. It was to challenge myself to see like how far I can go. And I also chose a time that was the most difficult time. The time where is the coronavirus, the whole world is scared to move forward. The whole world is freaking out. And for me, I like to turn challenges into opportunities. So I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. This is the perfect time for us to be able to tell stories of people and also uh, I think what it is is that the fact that I have these characteristics in me, I am not the kind of person that is selfish. I like to share. I want people to know what is my trick. I want people to 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 be like me. I guess when I say be like me, is not in the way that to speak like me or what. But I want them also to be fearless. I also want them to go after their dreams. And then why I started Rural Talks because I figured that. Uh, uh, I get invited to most of the, you know, to, to one of the biggest conferences around the world because I travel and I speak in these conferences. And then I see sometimes, you know, I'm being invited repeatedly, like all the time. And I said, okay, it's very good. It's because I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing because yeah. I work the grassroots level. But I feel, I felt like that space will have been also for many other people. And I realized that big media company, they always want to invite people who are already out there. But yet there is so many stories around the world that I've been, that, that I am told. There is so many important stories, so many talented people that are out there, but all they're lacking is opportunities. And I'm sorry, you're not going to see these people all the time on Oprah's show. And even if they want to go, you know, by the time they reach Oprah to tell their story, the people that are between Oprah and them yes. would not make it happen. And I wanted Robert Talks to be a platform where people can come around the world and connect 
not only connect because they want to be beautiful and be there, but I wanted them to exchange, to talk. Because when I have you on Ravel Talk sharing your story, people from Africa, the young girls, they are able to see you, to talk to you, and even to be proud that this platform is started was started by an African woman. That's already something good for them. And then to see uh, 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 Christine that is in California, you guys exchanging the talks that you're having, or Kaiji that is in Paris, you know, bringing different type of people in the platform is something that is wonderful. And for me, Royal Talks, I haven't even touched it yet. I haven't even touched it yet because people who knows me, they know that when I want something, I have to get it. I'm not the type of girl who played with my career. When I, I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And so right now for me, yes, Rory Talk has begun, but I haven't put my hands on it yet. And I'm going to do that. And because I know so that this platform, yes, is something that people think is just starting, but this platform will be among the biggest platform in the world, yes. And I'm gonna tell you why. Not because, not because of the, the numbers of what life success and all this stuff is not measured by, by being started by uh, Brad Pitt, but it's how much people you are touching. It's how much individual around the world you're giving that platform to. And that's why I know that Robert Talks will be one of the biggest platforms because already you are sharing your story. You are healing people without even knowing. You are healing all of us, you know, even though I have all these fearless characteristics in me, like we said, I'm human. Yes, I'm not exactly. Perfect. You know, I'm human, I'm not perfect. I have my own issues. So when I also listen to others, when I see others talking or when I try to help others, I'm also helping myself. And that's the whole beauty of our Robert talk, that exchange that we want to bring in that platform for everyone. And it's true. It's like it's it's um, a heart based intentions. When you have that, you build like you gave birth to twins, basically, at the same time. They're not identical, but but it was literally twins. And then you handed one baby over to me at the moment. And you said, can you just Yo, you're the godmother of this baby? I'm the godmother. I'm the spiritual midwife <laughs> of, of this and of loving it, of nurturing it, of, and you know, it's really true. It's like, if you can heal one person or inspire one person, then you, you know, we made, we made an impact. It truly is, you know, that is, that is, um, it's a great, there's, there's a greater plan than what we can even see, but it takes someone like you with, with the right foundation, with the right intention to put it out there. And then it's, you know, the right people come along. People, <laughs> you, you, you say it before me, exactly. I yeah. think you have contributed so much into this uh, uh, platform. You know, I, I, I feel like this platform is even, it's been run by you. You are the one actually oh. running it right now. You know, and I love that, you know, I love, and it's important for me to do that. And I, I don't know if you remember this, I said, Norway talks, for me, that's not about Mariama. Because yeah. I have uh, for the company, you know, Mariama Camara brand, Mariama Fashion Production. But my twins, they totally different identities, you know, but also they're not about Mariama. Even the others wasn't about me. My other companies, I wanted to, I, I chose my name because I, want that, I wanted that name to be a testimony uh, for every immigrant girl, for every, every girl who has a dream and every young woman who has a dream to say, if Mariama did it, 
I'm going to do it. And that's why really I wanted to live that. So each time they hear that name, I want them to be also, you know, empowered and feel like I can do this. But raw real talks is not the same for you. Raw real talks is for you. Raw real talks is for everyone who has a dream. Raw real talks is for everyone who's an activist. We have so many stories, but we always go far to look for stories. But the, the real stories and the most important stories are next door. It's a story yes. of our family, our friends. You know, we just have to listen, you know, and, and or start a conversation, like the way you start in that conversation with them to give them tips about how to heal and to prepare your masterclass because some people, maybe they, they, they shy to move forward. Some are very easy to go like, okay, let me go hit myself. Some people, they like to, sit back first and listen and, and they're viewing they make a move so i think we have already started that and I, i'm seeing the platform is growing very big you know the beginning when we used to do it i didn't see as many people being involved because sometimes people want to be involved with things that are bigger and for me that's funny to me because bigger doesn't always mean the best sometimes the best thing is simple things in life exactly and something that has Something that has longevity is something that's built on unconditional love, truly. Because this isn't something that we're getting paid for. This is this is something where we are giving. It's a passion. It's a passion. It is a complete. It's, it's a complete passion, and this is and this is of of inspiration. But what advice would you give young women, young men who even it doesn't even have to be young, anyone from thirty. From, from from 10 to all the way of like 95 of people that find themselves with a crossroads and then they listen to your talk or they listen to a Raw Real Talk episode or they listen to one of your TEDx speaking or your United Nations speak, you know, your your all of these talks that you do to inspire. What advice do you give for all these people that find themselves in that crossroads? Like, you see, one, one person would, would view, another person feels shy. You know, it's all of, and it has to do of the way that people are raised also. You know, it's very, it's cultural. But what advice would you give them when they're at a crossroads? And for them, what are the first steps to follow, to follow their heart calling? That's such a beautiful question. As you were asking, I was thinking, I was thinking. So for me, I think uh, it's, two, it's two ways, you know, because it could, you know, I think these things, we can explain it in two ways, right? It could be one person at the crossroad who has everything, but he, he has fears to start. Mm -hmm. Because what I think people, most of the time they're like, we have this project, we want to assist it, but we don't know how to start it. I call that fears, you know, they have fears to fail. They have fear that they don't have enough money. They have fears that what the society will say about them, what the family will say about them. So we will begin by those people first. I would say, just start. Start where you are with what you have. When I started my first uh, company, I had $18, $18. When I moved to the United States in 2000 or 2001, I had 100 US dollars. Today I, have, I own more than six companies. So I didn't start it with a lot of money, but I had a dream. And I had a passion and I believe in this passion. And I didn't say like, oh my God, what are they gonna think? I, big, I, I started doing what I'm doing. Even though in the middle of it, people started to judge me and I started to feel like, oh my God, you know, uh, I, I, I started and, and, and asked for help, right? Like I asked my little sister and she introduced me to her old boss, 
who told me something very simple. In my interview yesterday, I did an interview yesterday and that's exactly what I was talking about in French. And the lady told me, listen, all these people that are judging you, this shouldn't be your business. People don't have to like you, but they're going to respect you. And how? Because of your work ethic, because of how you deliver your, you know, the end result is what is important. So I will say to you, that person that I just described, if you find yourself in this type of situation where you have your business, but you're afraid to do it, just begin, you know? Uh, I, I one, one time I heard uh, Chelsea Clinton in a TEDx talk, and she said, if you don't try, the answer will be no. Always. How yeah. will you even wow. know if it wasn't to be no, if you didn't even try? So I would tell that person, try. For the person that is uh, still trying to figure out what to do, I listen, I feel you too, and I hear you too, because I, I am a woman with many hearts, and yes. I love to do many things, you know? And some people was like, okay, you know, what can she focus, et cetera, et cetera. So if you really find yourself in this kind of situation, I will say, listen, first of all, don't judge yourself, okay? If you're thinking that you can do many things, you probably can, okay? But now you have to be still a bit organized. Try to search in all these things that you like to do and find your priorities. When I was in that situation, I was like, okay, I like to do all these things, but what are my priorities? Seriously, it was 20 of, of, of things that I wanted to do. I started to narrow it into 10, and then five. Those yes. five, I said, I'm going to begin with three. And when I picked those three, I said, I'm going to begin with one. And I started my first passion, something that wasn't for money, but something that would lighten my soul, something that made me feel good. And I started my organization, There Is No Limit Foundation. So you too, it's very important for you to find that passion, that calling. Don't think money yet. Because if you think money at some point, building a business is not easy. You will get stuck. And if, because, if it's because of money, you will let it go. But if exactly. you you will keep going. Exactly. You know, my husband is a designer also. He's in fashion as well. And um, his success with certain aspects, you know, he, um, he's also very intuitive. But his whole thing is when he is designing or managing certain aspects is how is this going to make my customer happy? And when you think that way, then all the other things just start flowing. But I love like what you were saying about narrowing it down. It's like from 10 to five to three to one. And then, I mean, that's what it is because they're like, where do I start? The fear of not actually starting, of not actually trying, of something that you could, and what, what's the big deal? You, you try it and you fail, but then the universe will bring you something even better because now you already learned certain things. You have this great idea and you hit the brick wall of frustration and maybe it may not be the exact idea for you, but then you'll get this illumination of like, I know what it is and the right people will come along and maybe you'll start something else. Maybe you'll go up to number two on that, what it was, but at least, at least you set the foundation. There's something like, that I work with my clients when I do healing work. Um, because sometimes, like, as you know, I mean, I work with trauma and past lives and integration and all of these things. We, we can't do everything all at the same time, but we get to the root of it. And then they're like, well, now how does the healing happen? Well, the healing happens only when there is love. And love is actually the answer to everything. Love is the answer to business, love is the answer to raw, real talks, love is the answer for 
everything truly and then and that's yeah and it's and that's what heals and forgiveness and then even there's even restitution what do i mean by restitution it's that of there's like the karma law like you know like of of doing and it doesn't mean about getting punished it's about doing nice things paying it forward paying it forward not because you want something in return so what i do with my clients and tell me like what you think about this is like we do a spiritual MRAP. So it's S-M-R-A-P. It's Spiritual Measurable Results Action Plan. So we, we take the, the what. What is it? Well, I want to, you know, go out there and tell everybody about whatever it is, this beautiful business idea. So it's, it's the what. Then it's the how. How am I going to do it? Well, I could do it through my post on Instagram where I could do it and speak to this. And then the last thing is the by when. So when you have the by when and it's there on paper, it's not about putting pressure on yourself, but it's like almost like of your soul making this like it's holding yourself accountable without punishment, but at least it makes it doable. So tell me your thoughts about that. (laughs) What do you think about that? First, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my computer right now and I'm seeing my computer is dying. <laughs> uh, it's okay. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll. Okay, no, but I just need to take my charger. I think I didn't bring my charger. I could press pause. You know, I'll pause it. Can pause, yeah. Can you yeah. pause? So I think uh, that you, you actually did very well to organize it that way because it also helped the person that is uh, working with you to think farther, you know, because you force them without forcing them to, to use their brain, you know, to figure like uh, how, when, you know, all these details. So it really helps them actually to evaluate themselves. And it also helps them to look inward, you know, inside of them, because to, in order for you to make a decision in anything, healing, work, creating a business, you always have to use your brain, you know, and when you use your brain, your brain is kind of attached also to your heart, right? It's like uh, when you miss somebody, first you have to think before your heart started to move. So when you give them this uh, plan, it really helped them, you know, to express themselves. I think it's a very good way to do things. And I think a matter of fact is the best way to do anything in life. You know, you have to, you know, is planning when you want to start a business, for example, you have to think first of what you want to start, you know, and when you get that business, you need to think about like, uh, okay, which packaging am I going to put in, in, in this, uh, my, my product in and who are my customer base, right? And then how much I'm going to sell that product. So it's so many details. So I think yes. you're really helping them to, 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 to to grow, not only in that specific healing, but for them to be able to use that same way of thinking in every way. Yeah, otherwise it becomes overwhelming. You know, it's overwhelming. And, um, you know, they, they, they lose faith at times. You know, they're like, well, but how? I need to know, but how? And it's like just one step at a time. And the thing is, is that people think that you have an, it's a great idea and success, even with healing, <gasps> you know, um, oh my God, I went to this person and now I'm hundred percent healed. No, we're, we're, it's, it's an involvement, you know, and, and there are times that we fail also, we fail also. What was, um, 
you know, we speak about all of aspirations and we inspire people and you are like, you know, you speak about just do it. And what's, what's the worst thing that could happen? You succeed. But what was in your life? Because there's so many successes. Um, that was one of the biggest struggles that you had that you turned it around to make it one of your biggest assets. I think one of um, the challenges that I make my biggest asset and I still keep on going and then actually get me like it actually is the fact that uh, I was always judged. You know, I was judged and I think this must be also, you know, when we look uh, um, when we look if, we, if we're talking more like, a, you know, energetically and like energy and then, you know, spiritually and then psychologically when something like this kind of followed you follows you it also has like a deeper roots right so maybe if i feel this way it must be something that is following me for a very long time maybe i was judged when i was young maybe it's not something that i like maybe i've been seen like repetition in my life and uh, and that's a challenge right and then the fact that you know uh, people's not everybody but some people continue to do it it was very challenging for me and when Sometimes when you have like a lot of challenge, you almost want to let go of things, right? Then you can also become a failure, right? Because or you you start to develop like some kind of characteristic that is not really you, like people pleasing. You know, I used to be doing a lot, like people pleasing. I didn't want people to get mad at me. I was overworking myself, you know, to to make friends happy, to make yeah. people in my relationship happy. And then for me, when I it didn't work out, it was a, it was it was almost like a failure for me. But instead of seeing it as a failure, I tried to tell myself like, what is this? Because sometimes you can even have like a an issue or something without realizing it, right? And some people will never really know for the rest of their life. But I'm just type of person that don't only question others. I question myself. You know, when something happened, I like to sit also and to say, is it my fault? Is it not my fault? And why is this same thing keep on happening in my life? Why is this same thing keep on showing showing up in my life? And then that you can feel that also as a failure. You know, people think that failure is only in business, but failure can be in many things. Failure can be in relationship. Failure can be that you didn't, uh, you weren't able to solve the specific things. And for me, you know, I I guess I turned that into a, a challenge, and then I turned into a confidence. Uh, and to be honest with you, I think I really stopped doing this probably beginning of last year. So can you imagine all my entire life, I had to stop only, yeah, like stop people pleasing. And, but I didn't even know what it was. I started to go online to figure what is this, you know, do research, talk to people. I, I had the chance to speak with you. And then you said this one thing, you're like, okay, you are giving your power away, you know? And sometimes people, you, people hear some words without even knowing what those words means, you know? And because we see it everywhere, we see so many um, Instagram quotes per day, some quotes mean something, but because you've been seeing it so many times, you don't really sit down to reflect on that quote, like what it was or what it is. So for me, I think, yeah, you know, I had that. And today I, I feel powerful. I feel even more powerful and I feel confident and, I'm putting myself also first. I'm loving myself more. And that is something that is really beautiful to do. You know, I need to tell you something. 
this is you just you just brought and shed so much light that I never even knew that was inside of me. When I was younger, English was my sixth language. English was not my first language. And um, my parents spoke in Russian. My, my grandfather was speaking in German. My grandmother was Romanian. Like English was my sixth language. And um, I had an accent. And I was, even though I was born in the United States, I was, I'm a child of immigrants. I slept in a crib until I was about almost five years old in this one little bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. And it was, they labeled me as like a, a mute that I didn't speak. And my mother's like, what are you talking about? She can speak six languages. And I had a fear. I didn't even realize this. You just brought, you just like, I just had an epiphany since I was a little girl, a fear of being judged. And even though I was able, and I felt energy very deeply, I was able to discern of what people were thinking. I was a translator of their mind and their heart. I knew what their heart was saying. And I'm like, why is what's coming out of their mouth different from what their truth is. So I was constantly translating, but I was so afraid to say anything that I would offend the person. And then even my thoughts, I was afraid of even thinking wrong because I thought if I could connect to their thoughts, they can read my thoughts. So I, I didn't even realize. So I was people pleasing for a very long time, not even realizing. But what I really love, you know, besides what you just, you, you, you just shed light on me that I, I can't even imagine, but that's what we are. We're, we're mirror images of, we're reflections of one another. You know, we really are. And one thing that you mentioned that I think is so profound is that when you start thinking, you didn't go into the doors of criticism. Maybe when you were people-pleasing, you did a little bit, but now what, what made you go into the doors of courage and confidence is another C word. And it's not criticism, it's curiosity. Yes. That was, that's like, and I said, oh my God, it's through curiosity and that's the yeah. anecdote. That, that can, it's why is this happening? Not of beating yourself up and judging yourself because that's the, of the bad C word, which is criticism. You went into curiosity and through that, that was confidence and courage. And that's the way you overcame like any type of, which is the other C word, challenges, you know? <laughs> really cool. I mean, this is just what you just said in the past five minutes. It just, I feel like the whole, like, this is what you do. You widen people's scope of their vision. You just did it for me. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you, sweetie. You did for me even when you said that simple words. Wow. And that's, you know, that's, this is what is beautiful about the exchange wow. that we have on Raw Real Talks, you know, because when you share your stories every Tuesday, you talk about the Raw Healing Talks. It may be somebody that is listening and all they needed was that one thing. Uh, that they didn't know it was that, or maybe they keep hearing it, they needed somebody to confirm to them because saying to somebody, you need to take your power back. It's not that I didn't hear it before. No. You, you phrase it in a way, you say it in, this, in, in, in such a simple way that I get to go like, ah, okay, this, you know, to, to fix the puzzle, like to close the end of the puzzle, they say, ah, okay, so this is what it was. So this is what I've been giving away. And I think what really made people uh, to continue struggling, you said they're not curious enough. 
or they're afraid enough, or they don't accept also. There is one thing that I like to say when I when I um, give advice to people here in Africa, you know, when women come to me and share their story with me, I always tell them, listen, if you go to the doctor, it's because you felt like something was hurting your head, your chest or something. When you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you like, okay, uh, I have checked you out, you don't have anything. You don't go home and say like, oh, you have something. You, you can't accept it, right? So what keeps happening is that many people have this type of, I won't call it problems, because if I no. say problem, it's not a problem. Because when I was people pleasing, I didn't know what it was, right? But when I realized that, that's what he meant. I didn't just, oh, sorry, it's my word, I just freak out. <laughs> <laughs> bottle of water and then you just like <laughs> so when I figured that I have like a people pleasing things I didn't go like oh my god I'm on a normal I'm gonna be like I'm not a good person why I'm thinking no I was like okay what is leading me to do this yeah you're right curiosity that I start to to, to search and when you search it, it leads to one thing to another and this is what most people don't like because now they have to accept themselves because now they're gonna have to dig deeper. And when you dig deeper, you have to go to the roots. And when you find out the roots, now you see it. You have the choice to either cut these roots or to keep on watering it. For me, I no longer wanted to keep these this, this, uh, roots. So I cut it off. And I can tell you my entire life, I have never been so happy. I'm so happy to hear that. you. You decided not to build your own garden, but to build your own continent <laughs> with fertile soil. And the fertile soil is of getting your power back, not allowing others to plug in in that and just inspiring, which is amazing. And seriously, I want to add two little things on it. And I would love to discuss this later with you on Raw Week Talks when we yeah. have And I think also what I realized that. If the people I even told me were controlling me, they weren't the only people controlling me. I figured that I was controlled by many other things. I was controlled by friends. You know, I was, yes, you know, I realized that this, this control is not one person, you know. And then because once you, you, you start to figure that out, then you go like, oh, so this is what it is. And this one too, and this one too. And I started to clear my environment, you know. How can you grow in an environment that is polluted, right? If you are somewhere, if you take one bad seed and you put it in a, in a, in a, in a lot of good seed and you let it sink there for a long time, it's going to contaminate. But if you remove that bad seed and you throw it away, you have a very good chance of saving all the other seeds. And sometimes you just need to take yourself out of the bad seed also. It's not always that somebody needs to come take that bad seed. You have to also figure out that, okay, maybe I'm the one who has to really take myself out. Exactly. But it takes, it takes awareness for that. You know, you have to be aware, you have to be, you have to be, uh, you know, in that moment. And now I'm going to ask you something that probably is like taboo. People are like, oh, we don't speak about this. We don't, but this is, this is the real deal. And a lot of, you know, and, and now like even in social media, it's how they say the grass is greener on the other side. How do you handle jealousy? Because this is like, you know, people feel, you know, it's, it's the fear of they are lacking something. And sometimes it's jealousy if they think you have it all, you know, that it's the, the perfect this, the perfect that, the perfect that, 
how do you handle something? Because jealousy is such a low vibration. This is something that you and I, that I know that we never really, we don't have that within us. You know, it's almost like if I see someone successful, I am so happy that they're successful. And I'm like, wow, how did they do it? And it was really just of, of getting inspiration. How do you handle the jealousy? The, and there's a lot of women with the cattiness, the, and pardon me, whoever's, the bitchiness, the, you know, and the ones that are kind of looking and, and, and the judgment. So this word, jealousy and envy, how do you handle that? And what advice would you give for young girls that think that there's some, someone else better than they are? I think, you know, all the, it's so, it's so, it's so funny that you just asked me this question because I was talking about this with my sister-in-law today. Oh, really? Uh, yes. I think, you know, when people feel envious, when people feel jealous of others, it's something that they have inside of them. Yeah. They need to search within themselves, you know, to figure like, why am I envying others? It's because they're thinking of in the lacking mentality mindset. They have a mindset that uh, the universe and everything is only for one person. So first of all, they need to change their mindset, I would say. If you change your mindset and you understand that there is enough supplies for everyone, yeah. and you understand that you are unique, and you understand that there is a place you are to feel that no one else can feel, things that you can do that no one else can do, you're no longer going to envy other people. You know, and I wouldn't say that that was always this way. It happens, it can happen to everyone. Until you really find yourself, you will get lost in envying other people. It has happened to me in my younger age when I say something like, oh, why not me? You know, I'm not going to say that I'm perfect, but these are things that don't happen to me anymore because I feel it now. Yeah, it's you just dis you discover the magic inside of you. Exactly. And for so long I didn't know what the world feeling enough meant. Even though I knew, like I said to you earlier, so many people hear words, but until they really sit and focus and try to dig deeper into what the words mean, they won't understand it. So I guess what I will say to the young people, because I see every day, I mean, I have so I know so many people. So many friends, I have lost so many friends since I started building my company, especially since I started building Raw Will Talks and Can Afrique, I have lost almost everyone, like everyone that didn't feel like they were doing good. But I will say to them, that's, they need to search within themselves. What gives you the right to be jealous of somebody who have worked so hard? I deserve they have. I work tirelessly. I literally don't sleep. And you just said that people think the grass is always greener somewhere else, or maybe they only see me in the moment when I'm doing an interview, BBC or this, but they're not thinking, how did she get there? How, what is she doing to, 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 to achieve, to get what it is? I've been working for the past 14 years nonstop, 14 years nonstop. And you don't want me to be successful, you're bugging, you know? And it's so sad because this happened among us women, this happened a lot. This happened a lot. And I have noticed this even within our environment and within our crew, even within Robert Talks, you know, just because I'm putting a light on you doesn't mean I don't love somebody else. You know, for me, what I like to, to do and what I really want for Robert Talks, I want everybody to be able to shine. And that's something that I pay attention. Even when I see uh, one host not being 
presented a specific way. I want to tell them like, you know what? Keep your head high, feel yourself. You are out there, you know, because for me, I want to, I want everybody to do good. And that's the only way we're gonna make our world a better place. Honestly, right now it's such, so important that you ask this question because this is one of the topics that is my main topics right now. Because for me, every year I pick different topics that I like to treat in my head. And this month, this moment, that's what I'm thinking. Like, why are people thinking this way? And how this can be solved? Who knows, maybe I will be able to answer more in a month or two after I have done my little search like I always do. But it's also that you're you're ingesting it and you're you're gonna digest it. And it's also of we are all one. We are all like we're not we're all unique at the same time, but there it's the idea of separatism, you know, like of that only this person has it. This we all have our unique gifts, we have to share. Oh my god. Mariama, I could speak with you for hours and hours and hours. I love you so much. You are such an inspiration in my life. You are <laughs> you are not just someone that I could call my friend and a colleague and a peer, but a soul sister. And um, just feel so blessed that we are, you know, utilizing this time together because we could be anywhere in the whole entire universe. But we chose to be here, right here, right now with one another and sharing your beautiful story and your inspirational talk for others. And um, just if people want to, you know, um, follow you and of your inspirations and of your endeavors, how can they find you? How can they find you? I guess through Instagram. I love Instagram because it's fast. It's fast, it's quick, and I'm able to see everything and I'm able to also see what others are doing. Because when we talk about uh, jealousy and all these things, it's because people don't like to share. I like to yep. share. I like to pay attention to people. And for me, Instagram is a place where I can come and speak my mind. Because even when I post, I want to post something that I, if somebody else read it, I want the things to be posted. So Instagram, Mariama World, this is what you can find me. I know when people hear like Mariama world, like, oh my God, is she a narcissist? Is she so full of herself? No, it's my world. It's my world. This is a place that I can really uh, take out what is my head. And also, I people need to stop this whole thing. If you don't love yourself, like, who should you love? You know? Exactly. <laughs> I, I get sick and tired because when you're not confident, then people say, oh my God, she's not confident. She's so insecure. Then when you become secure, She's too secure. People are always going to say something. At the end of the day, you gotta leave for you. So if you want to see me, you have to come to Mariama Welt. There is Royal Talks, where you guys are doing amazing talk. I'm preparing my own talk. It's a surprise though, because I really wanted you to be part of it. And it's very simple. I just want to call it Raw Talks. Because it's Royal Talks, but I want this to be Raw Talks. Yes. Why? Because when it's raw, it is honest. And it's honest and it's limitless. Because for me, when I express myself, I don't like to <laughs> I don't like to stop myself, understand? I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I want to be raw. I want to be real. I, I want to say exactly what is in my heart, what is in my mind. That doesn't mean I have to offend somebody, but I will definitely, I'm like, I, I, sometimes I'm like a dog, you know, when the dog is digging on the things, I like to uh -huh. dig to and if there's a question in my mind, 
I want to take it, uh, like put it out there. And of course, you know, I want to also talk with people like yourself who can also share that with me and also for the world, for the people, for the others to be able to see themselves through us, but to also get involved because that's the whole point of us building the Raw Real Talk platforms. It's not for one person to shine, it's for all of us to shine. And that is why when you guys come to the platform, I tell, come as you are. Come at Janet Namaste. Come with your platform. Put yourself out there. There is no way of being selfish because when, again, when you think of self, like a, when you become selfish, when you think jealousy, when you think envy is because you're lacking something, there is enough supplies for all of us to succeed in this world. So beautiful. So beautiful. So I'm going to, we're going to end this talk with a little bit of humanness and I'll explain a little bit of fun. So we're going to play a game. You want to play a game with me? It's called this or that. All right. Where people can really get like the human side of, of your, of what it is that you love, what you love. Okay. So right, let's play this, this or that you're with me. I'm with you. Okay. Okay. Day or night. Say it again. Um, pizza or sushi? Sushi. Beautiful. Dress or pants? Dress. Yes. This, <laughs> this, I, this I knew. Um, mountains or oceans? Oceans. <laughs> yes, this is great because it's not Mariama's world. It's, we're going to make it where it's Mariama's universe and everyone can have a piece of land in the world. Exactly. It has to be like Ibiza. It has to be like it has to have a sun, sand. Beautiful, beautiful with lots of water. Okay, dog or cat? Dog. Yes, me too, me too. Okay, um, phone call or text or WhatsApp? Cool. I like it quick. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Um, disco or hip hop? Disco. Look at my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know you. You know what you need. You need a, a pair of roller skates now with that. <laughs> when you said disco, that's exactly like I see myself. Like first, I was afraid. I was afraid to fly. <laughs> Oh my God. I see when I visualize that it's like a 1970s where we're in the roller skating and all of that. Exactly. I wish I was born with that, you know, that's exactly uh, the life. Uh, I love that. But I do love hip hop also, but if I have to pick between hip hop and disco, I'm going disco. Yep. Me too. Me too. Although I like old school hip hop. Um, cook or order in? Cook. Beautiful. Beautiful. So... I think we're good. I think we're good. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. I love you. I look forward to speak. I love speaking to you every single week. I love speaking to you every single moment <laughs> that we get to connect. So thank you for doing what you do in this world. Thank you for being a part of my life and the lives of so many. And um, it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for organizing this talk. I know this is a a new beginning for you. You have been doing it already, but this is like a new beginning and it's a new beautiful beginning because uh, I think you are ready and you have so much to share with the world. 
you have so much knowledge, you have so much healing power to heal so many people. So I also want to wish you a good, 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 the best success ever. And I want you to know that there is no limit in life. You know, you can have it all. And and I hope uh, the people that will get the opportunity to watch this conversation, they will be able to, you know, be inspired at least of one thing that we said, even if it's disco or hip hop that they love or any other things uh, that we share with them. So thank you so much for inviting me and to having this conversation with me. I equally enjoy talking with you and I'm super happy to take the new journey which you through Robert talks to empower the next generation. Thank you so much, Mariama. Be well, be well. Thank you. I love you and many blessings. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>